everyone, to the TZR Podcast, episode 64. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by the always dapper Alex Schock. Hello, Justin. And the devilishly handsome Justin Chow. That's going to spill. It is empty. It, all right. That's good. <laughs> Thank God. Welcome, guys. Welcome, Internet, to uh, episode 64 of the TZR Podcast. As our listeners know, we publish this gaming news and gaming discussion podcast every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. You can download our podcast on thezerorevue.com, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting services you use across the web. Uh be sure to rate us and stuff if you like the podcast. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. <laughs> also, this podcast is brought to you by audibletrial.com. Audibletrial.com slash TZR. If you sign up for that for a free trial, you're helping us. And also, you're getting a great service in tie with the, with the Audible service because it's great. Yes. Uh, so. Stuck it. That was terrible. <laughs> Okay, audibletrial.com is our sponsor. Audibletrial.com slash TZR. You can start your free 30-day trial with Audible at audibletrial.com slash TZR and help out the podcast, and we will love you forever. Guys, we have a lot of, well, not really a lot of gaming news, but we've got a lot of games to talk about. So let's start off by seeing what everybody's playing, Justin Chow. I, um, what am I playing? That's a good question. Let me think about that for a moment. (laughs) And say that besides like Rocket League, which is the normal thing, really it's not too much. There's been a lot of planning for PAX. PAX, we're coming to PAX really hard. We're going to have some really cool stuff. Um, uh, March as far as like 10th? March, yep. March 10th, March 10th through the 12th, we will be at PAX East. So if you are also going to PAX East, you should come find us. Or email us or tweet at us and tell us you're going to be there. And we'll grab drinks or something because we love meeting everybody. If you're 21 and over. Yes, of course. (laughs) If you're 21 or Uh Um, But other than that, let's see. Uh, I've been doing a lot of co-op stuff. So we had Duck Game originally for from Adult Swim. Shout out to them. Great stuff. We played uh, at Extra Life. I got a few of my online friends to buy it, and we've been playing that. That has been hilarious. There's a ton of mods, too, which makes it a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, other than that, from last week, not much. I know I wanted to play or start playing um, To the Moon. Mm-hmm. I will say that I did get that, and uh, I started playing it, and then realized that the resolution is absolutely fucking horrible. Oh yeah, it's um, bad. <laughs> even when you play it in full screen mode, it like stretches like crazy. So I've been looking on the web to figure out like a way around it. And uh, funny thing, Windows offers you like a magnifying glass, like oh yeah, thing. like the magnifier app, thing. right? Yeah, it's a stupid magnifier like program that literally just follows your mouse around and magnifies whatever your mouse is over. <laughs> yeah. So I put that over the windowed version of the game and then I was using the keyboard to like play the game. Yeah. Terribly. It's, yeah. it's so bad. I couldn't play it. Oh man. I really want to play it though. You've got 87 year olds. Yeah. I, people are like, well, you could change the resolution of your monitors. I was like, but I don't want to. Yeah, don't, don't do, do that. that. I mean, honestly, if you just bear with it for a little while, I think it'll become a non-issue pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. All right, maybe. I, I remember just, playing it and being like, wow, this looks awful, but like it doesn't matter I at just some wanna, point. I just want to cry. I just want to cry. I want a good cry. Just before it. Zelda comes out, and then I'll get it all out. again. Then you'll cry, cry again. again, like Zelda does. As she yeah. falls into Link's arms with voice acting. Did you remember that trailer? Yeah, I do remember the trailer. Emotionally evocative trailer. I liked it better. It's very emotional. I like evocative. the English version better. Of what? Um, the Zelda trailer. I watched both of them. Have you seen both of them? I did. I not didn't see. I like. I think English. I only watched the English one. That was the one on the the presentation. Yeah. I yeah. Um, no, the Japanese one was the one in the presentation. Okay. Well. Um, but the voice acting is, I don't know, I like it a lot better. Mm. But anyway, what I'm playing, if you guys are interested. No, please, tell us. Uh, I am playing, I'm still going strong with Doom. Nice. Um, so I think I'm just about at the end of that. Um, and I've got. Did you fight any bosses yet? 
Yes, yes, I have fought. I've fought some boss. Nice. Fought some boss. Mm. And uh, yeah, really, it's challenging, but fun at the same time. Yeah. I'm like tearing through it, and I'm loving it. Real quick, I did stop playing Final Sorry, I don't mean... I'm talking about myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I uh, I did stop bastard. playing Final Fantasy Fifteen because I heard that they were getting like this final... Like the final chapter is supposed uh, to be yeah. that bad. So I was like, I guess I'll just... It's not even the final chapter. Way. Yeah, it's like the second mm. to last one. I mean, it is bad. Like, I'll definitely admit, yeah, it's bad. But uh, it's not unplayable bad. You know what I mean? But, I mean, if they're ch- they're changing it. I thought it would be out by now. <clears throat> yeah, right? Yeah, it's been a while since they announced that, but I guess we'll find it's out. It's kind of old news now. Anyway, so. I'm, I'm playing a couple of the small things, too, uh, okay. besides Doom. Uh, I picked up uh, Atlas Reactor, if either of you guys have played that. No. Um, I think it's a it's kind of an older game, but it's free to play. It's like, you put XCOM. Yes. Great game. Right, <clears throat> it's like a XCOM. tactics game, like or uh, Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. um, but it's multiplayer, so it's like four v four, and you're all controlling one guy. Well, weird. Um, hmm. And yeah, so it's kind of like a where'd you mo- hear about this? Wait, so four people are ex- you're each, controlling you one each have person? a hero. No, you, oh, okay. four four players, four v four, yeah, on a map, and you're moving around. It's very turn based. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my my roommate was playing it, and he, you know, it's uh, he had a couple people he's playing with. And uh, I mean, I love strategy games like that. So I and it's free to play. So I figured, why not? Nice. But it is fun. And one more thing I'm playing on the train is that game that that mobile game that Pots was Mario Run for us. No, no. sorcery, oh, sorcery. Yeah, which is a D and D style kind of text adventure, it's but like it a has point and click kind of thing, right? Yeah, and it, but it has nice illustrations. You get to choose your path, and there's very and like you get items, and you can choose what you want to do, and sure, there's sure. different consequences and shit. Um, and there's four different versions of it. Uh, so, I mean, that's been a lot of fun. So I've kind of been around the world lately. Nice. So that kind nice. of stuff. Well, guys, you, doing? you know, on Tuesday, Resident Evil 7 came out. Yep. And I've been freaking out about Resident Evil 7, man. Yep. Uh, I played <clears throat> on our live stream on twitch.tv slash the zero view, uh, basically all day yesterday. Um, and it is like crazy good. Now, disclaimer, like this is coming from the perspective of like a very long term Resident Evil fan, like, Super diehard fan, love the originals. I have very similar opinions to most people about 4, 5, and 6. You know, uh, love 4, 5, and 6 were, meh. 6 was particularly bad. Um, mm. But this game is so, so good at channeling everything that was good about the favorites in that series, right? So, like... I thought I would be turned off by the first-person-ness of it. Uh, I'm not playing in VR. I'm just playing, like, normal. Um... And strangely, it it fits the mold of Resident Evil so well. Does it feel like a Resident Evil game? Because like when I was watching you play it, it looked like what well, it looked like PT. It looks yeah. scary as fuck. It's, it's scary definitely as fuck, it's definitely taking some notes from PT. But like what I feel like if people are looking at just thin slices of the game, it's going to look that way. Mm-hmm. But once you get into it, like within the first like hour, the game opens up into a very Resident Evil One sort of feel, where it's like you enter a mansion and you're like, okay, like uh, yeah. I'm finding <clears throat> the limits of the mansion. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the scorpion key so I can open the scorpion key doors, you're getting, like, the ink reels and, or whatever to save. So there's no ink ribbons. Yeah. Apparently there is on the hardest difficulty, but you have to beat the game on normal in order to unlock the hardest difficulty. Um, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm really stoked to play it again though. So. uh yeah, it's like going to be really awesome to replay this a lot. And actually, the trophy list begets, uh, I think, three full playthroughs to get the Platinum, which I'm absolutely chasing. Mm. Trophy list is great. Um, but the game itself is so 
it's so good because it's like it, it has like the jump scare stuff that you would get from something like a PT, but uh, it absolutely handles like item management very similar to other games where there is like item scarcity and you have to worry about how many slots in your inventory you have and what to use them on and all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. Um, which I love. I mean, that's, that's pure Resident Evil. And like, as you explore, you, you will find a door that's like, oh, you need to, it's like a, a Cerberus head and you need to find the three plates to put in the okay. head to open yep. the door and stuff. <clears throat> so I, I love those aspects of Resident Evil games where it's just like the whole like area that you're in is sort of a puzzle box and you need to figure out like what interacts with what to unlock certain doors and things like that. Um, which is great. Um, and then, like I said, the first person perspective was a little jarring to start because I'm like, eh, like, what, what are we really doing? Mm-hmm. But then it does get to a point where, um, it's, a, you almost don't notice it anymore. You just get so into the flow of, like, finding the puzzle pieces and opening these certain, like, you know, pathways and l- figuring out the puzzles that that's just, like, the medium that you're experiencing a, to- a real Resident Evil game. Totally not a Resident Evil fan. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever even played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, None of them are first person. They're all third. person. No, they're all. Uh, well, one, one through three, and then Code Veronica are all the like isometric, uh, pre, yeah. pre, yeah, I've, yeah, right, yeah, I've seen that camera right. angles, the and then four, movements. five, and six are all third person <clears throat> action games, like right. over the shoulder kind of things. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is the first one. Well, technically there was a game Resident Evil Survivor, but nobody talks about that. It's a terrible <laughs> game. Um, but is that yeah. the one where you're like the the Umbrella Squad and you go in and no, what that, is that? That's, right, was that's Umbrella Core. Umbrella, that's a yeah, that's a competitive shooter that yeah. was god awful. Um, mm. But yes, I mean the it like I really have no complaints about it. Like I was looking for a game that does sort of like harken. I hate this phrase, but harkens back to those games and like really like takes a note out of those books to you know. But like modernize it, a little note bit. out of that page, yeah, and and modernizes it like something that really, uh, like feels like a Resident Evil game, like takes those sort of like design philosophies and applies it in this new way, mm. and I think it totally succeeds at that, like really, really well. Yeah, there are some caveats to it that make it like a little difficult to engage with, like the um, what you call it, the shooting is like not totally imprecise but it's just not like the most comfortable thing and i think they had to take some liberties with it to work for vr now i haven't played it in vr yet and i'm not sure how it will apply to that but it it just feels a little like stiff and rigid and i'm sure if you're like looking around it would make the aiming a bit easier um do you think they did that on purpose to make it scarier because like when I was watching well, you play and you were shooting at yeah Maya See, yeah I mean part of it I think is totally purposefully done to to be more Resident Evil like one of the things that has nothing to do with whether or not you're playing it on VR or not is uh, your shooting fire rate is like incredibly inconsistent like you'll have a pistol that'll have like ten bullets in it and you want to shoot it like bang 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 but like you'll shoot like like twice really fast and then wait a second and then shoot it again and stuff mm-hmm. so it's almost like humanizing the character that you're playing or something mm. but the inconsistency feels a little weird at times um it's interesting if you're if you're playing effectively you won't necessarily need like to worry about sh- putting a million bullets into a thing but uh yeah that's definitely a thing so how, so you could play it on vr right now if you wanted to yeah so vr for playstation is like right out of the box and so it's just you play with the control you have the headset on um and i'm imagining the VR just has you look around. Yeah, so like you'll still move with the sticks and stuff. From what I understand, again, I haven't played it in VR, but I've heard some people are fine with it and like it works really well. I've also heard some people like 
you know, getting sick or whatever, but I think that's any VR game. So yeah. I'm not really sure. Like, I, I can't make my own <clears throat> but judgment the movement call is on whether slow. Or not it works. Like, you can't run. You just... You can run, but it's, it's a... Like, yeah, it's a, the pace it's a break is like, walk. Right, if that. Yeah. If that. Plus, you wouldn't really want to be moving very fast anyway. That game looks fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's super scary. Like, there, it got me a number of times through my first play... Or throughout the playthrough that I've uh, started. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's so, really I mean... Fun. Proper scary, really great puzzles, like cool guns and stuff, and like just the whole progression of it is so perfect. It's yeah. like exactly what needed to happen to Resident Evil to get it back on track. You know what I mean? That's good to hear. Yeah. Like, I mean, this, this it's been a- losing its way for a while now, and I feel like a lot of those games for the past like what three or four iterations have been like, like Final oh Fantasy. yeah, it's it's <laughs> been a huge hit or miss. I mean, you think back to the stuff on like 360, like Umbrella Chronicles or uh, uh, Operation Raccoon City and stuff, and they they made all these weird departures to try to like uh, utilize these different like gameplay styles and stuff mm-hmm. that were like bucking whatever trend AAA was doing at that time, yeah. which was like it. I think it really hurt the franchise. But what's nice is that they did. I mean, this is still Resident Evil 7, but if you look at the cover, it just says Resident Evil, you know what I mean? So this is a proper reboot, and it's done so correctly. Mm. Like, totally, totally impressed with it so far, and highly recommend it. Oh, that's clever. I didn't even think of that before. Like, a reboot of the franchise, though it's 7, even though they, like, hid away the Roman numerals in the evil. V-I-L. Yeah, like, it's in there, right? Yeah. V-I-L. One L in evil. Excuse me. Anyway. Yeah. It was kind of interesting, but that's that's... It's a good catch. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. I I couldn't recommend it higher to like fans of old Resident Evil games because you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with the yeah. this series again. And for those that haven't played, I mean, it, it really depends on how well you stomach horror games because it is not scary. Well. As not well. <laughs> not well. Scary. Oh man, that's why I would rather watch. Actually, it brings me back to like the old days of Resident Evil. I have uh, not played an actual Resident Evil game like myself fully through. Just like test around or whatever i would watch my my father and my cousin play it like relentlessly and it was just so enthralling to watch i want i'm a watcher when it comes down to horror genres like justin justin and i played uh dead space like together like we would trade off on the levels i don't know why we did that actually but that was a great game that was a great game that was scary as hell and we could we had this we did sit down turn off the lights sounding a little sounding a little romantic right now but we did we did yeah um i even remember there was one time there's like a, a flash horror game that I ended up calling a friend of mine to play with me at the same time because I was like, I'm already a few, like... Didn't you start this. Lone Survivor on Vita? No, I played it on the computer. Oh, uh, that's right. And I played through that and I could deal with that because it was like pixels. It was like, and the mu- sounding, the music was like, eh. It, was, yeah, it wasn't yeah. actually that scary. It was trying to be scary, but it wasn't. Um, but PT was like, I guess after that, uh, that was literally the only other horror game that I've actually tried to play because everybody was freaking talking about it yeah yeah but watching you play this game i uh want to watch you more so i'm going to check out the live stream justin yeah. that I sounds sh- like a great idea i should probably be streaming again tomorrow so uh definitely follow the channel and stuff and and check it out because although i'm a you big got a fan pansy, here <laughs> as, although like yeah, i'm a big right. pansy when i'm playing it and stuff I, I still think it's fun we have an awesome group of people that hang out in the uh twitch chat so uh definitely stop by uh Justin, do you want to remind everyone of our sponsor real quick before we get into news? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by audibletrial.com. Bam! Slash TZR. God damn it. Audible 
trial.com slash TZR. And uh, you can go in and listen to all your audiobooks. I know I've been listening to all Harry Potter books over again because it's fantastic. No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. I, haven't. I have. I haven't. You have. I only do like self-help books like a loser. I'm going to have to change these mics real quick. Because this is like a very serious stretch for me. Oh, okay. Is that okay? <clears throat> do it. Go for it. Oh, no. I'll start working on this one while you work on that one. One day we'll have a real studio. Are we still live? We are definitely still live. I mean, the audio is going to be played. It is. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. Sorry for that. All right. Anyway, okay, oh, we're and back. We're back. Oh, Gosh, all you such, live listeners out there, such a better, such a better situation. All right, uh, this will be funny for our video <laughs> podcasters or our video watchers. But yeah, guys, what do you say we get into some news? I Let's would love it. that. All right, so while very little happened this week, there are I think three main topics that I want to talk about. Uh, the first is: Have you guys heard of this game, Yandere Simulator? Stop moving! I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't help it. No I'm a fidgeter. <laughs> so no, what is Yandere Simulator? So Yandere Simulator is a uh, it's like an anime style game. It's kind of fucked up actually. You play as this girl who oh, basically she kills her classmates. Yeah, I it's like she this. goes into this school and she like murders her classmates in like really crazy ways. Like she has this demon who's like telling her like, oh, you have to go kill this girl or something like in really mm. crazy violent ways and stuff. It's pretty nuts. Um. But recently, the news around Yandere Simulator is that it recently got banned from Twitch. Uh, because and, of its violence? Well, we don't really know why. The developer has a very active... Well, there are, uh, there are also, like, there is glimpses of, like, nudity. There are... Well, there there's, are there's no actual nudity. No, there's not. There's, oh, I heard there was. There's a lot of skin, but there's no full nudity. And the type of violence that it has is similar to other games in the genre hmm. so basically the developer of yandere simulator uh has this very serious following on youtube like uh 1.3 million subscribers uh that have been following the development of this game for like a super long time and recently he got um the game got banned from twitch so he's kind of like well, what the fuck like this totally like hinders his audience's ability to grow yeah you know because yeah. i mean twitch is a huge boon for him uh and he can't really get a proper response from twitch as to why it was banned you know hmm. um so he kind of, he created this video basically saying, Hey, like, this is what happened to my game. It sucks. I don't know why this happened, but I mean, like, be aware that this could happen to your game too. Yeah. So, but I mean, Twitch has banned other, other, t- I don't know specific titles, but I know like no pornography is obviously one of the Well, things. exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, games that like have explicit nudity and like yeah. really like horrible themes and stuff, I'm sure like have been banned from Twitch before, but, um, in this video that he put out, he basically goes through all of the reasons why it could have been banned. Like, he actually goes through the rules. And, like, as far as, like, nudity, there is no nudity in the game. And the type of skin that is shown is, like, very predominant in other anime games. So it's like, okay, whatever. And then, like, the level of violence is pretty much the same, if not more tame, than some other games that are on there. Like, you know, God of War 3, where mm. you're ripping people's heads off and shit. Yeah. Um, And then even some of, like, the more, like, kitschy... Or, or not kitschy, but, like... uh 
like disturbing themes like you know torturing your classmates and stuff like in grand theft auto 5 you can like torture that guy oh, yeah. what's his name oh, is trevor God. you know yeah. what i mean so it's like all of these different things exist but for whatever reason this game yandere simulator was just targeted and it's just, it just feels like unfair you know what i mean mm. and twitch so, hasn't responded back yet that's kind of that's weird well that's sort of what this video came out for just to like call to attention like hey like this sucks yeah, i want to yeah. figure out what's going on if anybody can help you know this guy in a situation that's uh sort of what he could is be trying that, to accomplish that all those elements are in the same game yeah i was just about maybe, to say maybe, maybe. Yeah, the, like the holy mary or the holy trinity of and things not to do yeah i mean maybe um you I'm know, not really you know sure. sometimes the same act can happen in different games but like within the context of your game sure like it is a school r- you like know, there is skin and yeah they're under age. i mean there are other games where like Killing massive violence happens in schools you know what i mean right. like you know all the danganronpa games are about like high school children getting murdered in their high school you know what i mean mm. so it's sort of like i i think there's a lot of gray areas here but you know i can i can understand this guy's plea i mean yeah it's weird to not have like a reasoning or any kind of response from them exactly you know uh, regardless of what it actually is yeah i want to i kind of want to interview that guy and see like how, how, why, how he you, feels about it well, you know? one how you feel about it but then two what made you want to make this game <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of strange. I'm not actually sure what Yandare uh, translates to, but mm. I I'm mean, sh- depending uh, on how big the story is, this could actually be good for his game. You know, yeah, like, no, we wouldn't absolutely. be talking. I about mean, it. yeah, yeah. I mean, the the video has like over a million views, like well over a million views already, and it's more so a shout out to Twitch, yeah. like kind of calling them out, being like, "Hey, what's going on here?" Of course. So, uh, you know, hopefully that all gets sorted out. I mean, you never want to see a uh, a developer getting screwed in any way, so that's a thing. Mm. Justin, do you want to tell us about some new Dark Souls new, uh, Dark Souls news that we got this week? Oh no, Alex, wrote Alex, our Alex about wrote it. About yeah, that. I wrote it. Yeah, the so last and final it. piece, the Ringed the, City, or something. The Ringed City, mm-hmm. and we don't know. We don't know too much about it. Um, there was this really uh, awesome trailer, you know, very, very Dark Souls esque. You know, yeah. you getting murdered over again by a over and over again by a bunch of awesome looking demons final mm-hmm. dlc for it final, is the final dlc for dark souls and it will be the last piece and it will wrap it will wrap up the series and it takes place like it's kind of like your journey to the the city's like on the edge of the world mm-hmm. it's like your journey really far the fuck out there yeah i mean like, the opening line of the trailer is like the end of the age of fire or something yeah. like it's a really it's cool crazy. premise and all their dlc content has been awesome like we've been playing it and each one has been, I mean, I've been well, loving it. Were you like, I remember, Justin, you said you were like less than impressed with the last one only because there was like a, a scarce amount of boss fights. It was, hmm, yes. But I mean, I felt like there was enough content to enjoy the DLC, but when the DLC was over, I definitely felt that feeling of, oh, so that's, so that's it. <laughs> I felt like we got a lot for $15. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's true. Like this isn't I mean, a whole game. It was game. a fifteen dollars like I've, DLC. I've played entire games that are shorter than that. Con- I mean, that DLC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say that the um, the trailer for The Ring City did look super badass, and there was clearly a focus on boss fights there. Like the, yeah. I I could spot at least three new bosses in that uh, in that trailer. Yeah. And I, I mean, it just looked super impressive. So the game, like the the last the last DLC was. Like vast, like there was there was quite a bit to traverse. There's a lot of like different, you know, environments. Even though everything was like wintry, you got into like this like you know unsettled, kind of destroyed, dilapidated town, which is fantastic, full of these like crow people. Sure. Um, the other ones was also like the wolves, which was a great system. Which because I was playing with Alex, we didn't really t- get to experience because we would just 
steamroll the shit out of those wolves. Like they had, they had it coming, but um, <clears throat> they got us a couple of times. Yeah, I feel like uh, well, so I started going through it <clears throat> by myself to uh to get like some of the items that we left behind, and the wolves do act very differently. If you're playing with another person, I feel like they were trying to act that way, but man, like there's a point where you're just if they all attack at the same time, you're like just unlocked, which is kind of awesome but also terrible at the same time yeah um i will say that like there was lack of bosses but the the weapon choices and the difference like the different stuff that you can get were definitely like cool like the the variety of different weapons were really cool and i think personally i might actually want like out of a dlc i think what i value the most in the soul series is like new armor and weapons like well, that, that's like, my dis- favorite part because that seriously changes like the PvP guys, I and everything <laughs> i know yeah I mean, in the new trailer it, it's funny uh when I was watching the new trailer, I got a huge feeling from Bloodborne because the, one of the uh, weapons that I'm assuming is new that was like showcased is this crazy like light bow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Bloodborne DLC did the same thing where they've like totally showed that uh, whatever yeah. that bow was. And I was like, holy shit, like that looks awesome. It's you like, know what I mean? Immediately when you get a new weapon, the first thing you do is start looking at <clears throat> stat calculators and figuring out whether or not like, can I make this viable? How would I? And then you go to PVP and you're like, this. This weapon sucks. I'm not going to use this weapon. Yeah, and you yeah, go to yeah. PvP and you find people who are like, fucking, what the hell are you doing? How are you dancing around me and destroying me? Totally. Totally. That's what I like about Dark Souls so much, especially I mean, the weapon choices. There was like a part in the trailer where he's like, he's got this armor on that I'm assuming is new. And it's like a zoom oh, yeah. in of his hand and he's reaching for something. I'm like, that armor looks awesome. Look at those fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress, <laughs> like, I want that. Dress Souls 3 is like my favorite game. Right. I fucking love it. Like, you got to look cool while you're killing you got to balance out the weight but you know honestly sometimes i'll take a defense cut just to make myself look cool and I make myself well. wear like actual gloves yes not be stupid and like have no shoes on there i go killing again yeah, yeah. <laughs> there i go kill it again <laughs> it does From look Bobby super cool Michael. though and as like a, an end piece to the series yes. like uh, that's that's pretty significant you know yeah. what i mean how many times I, have we heard that uh from software is done with dark souls you know yeah what I mean? yeah or I sec- the souls franchise. i secretly want like a special item that's really hard to get but once you get it there's like a little like final farewell note from from software that's like hit hidden within like the copy or within the within the like message that, description yeah. yeah but it's not like love from software like, no, no, oh no, you know what it would be what it'd be one of those stones that you throw and it says goodbye all <laughs> <laughs> right that would be cool do you know what we're talking about? No, no. All right. <laughs> you find these stones that you can you can drop on the ground and they say different things. And oh, hello. Cool. It's like, hello. And uh, other stuff. That's I think the only one I use is hello. Communicate via like, um, co-op or what have you. Yeah, yeah, so there's those little things, but there's not a goodbye one. So, it, yeah, you know, other players can hear what you're saying. But yeah. That'd be mm. kind of a funny little. That was Goodbye fun. forever. <laughs> From software. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, super excited. When is yeah. it supposed to be I coming think, out? Again? I think it's coming out in March. Damn, right. so much stuff in March, man. Dude, March. Oh like, my god. If we, if we can just talk about games for a second, like, I'm like scared of the next two months. Mm. Like, the next two months is like, oh my gosh, it's like, well, we have Resident Evil now, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona 5, mm. Mass Effect, uh, Halo are, Wars 2. Are those all March or are those? These are all between February and March. Zelda, yeah. the Switch. So guys, it is listen absurd. to the podcast. We were talking about this beforehand and we're trying to strategize how to divide up our time in the beginning of March when, like, Horizon Zero Dawn comes out, but then we also have the Switch. Because we all know that we're personally, like, maybe it's because of the nostalgia, maybe it's because our childhood, like, was on Zelda, but, like, we're probably... Well, it looks fucking awesome. It looks, it so looks really good. cool. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think Alex has said it best before. Like, there's a, a particular type of, like, magic yeah. with Zelda where it's just kind of, like, 
captures your imagination yeah. again. And, and it's like, you know, Alex, you said this before, and I feel bad for like taking, taking your words, but like, it would be almost like, it would be unfortunate to have Horizon compete right. with Zelda. You know what I mean? And because they're both going to be great, but it, it, it actually, it kind of sucks, uh, for like, for Horizon, I think, like, mm. both, without even knowing it, both of them made kind of similar environments. Mm-hmm. It's like this old technology, yeah. like, with overgrown, like, that's been overgrown over time. Yeah. You know, and it's like hidden all around the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And while, I mean, that's an awesome idea, mm. uh, I, I don't want to just get through her, like, play Horizon first and get through that. Yeah. And then, have that magic kind of spoiled for Zelda? Yeah. I mean, even just, just a week apart. I mean, even just like conceptually, like two open world games back to back. Like, I don't think I've ever done that in like my years of playing games. Like two of the same genre of game literally back to back. Like that's, yeah. that's just, it feels like it would be too much. You know what I mean? Like usually after I can an open it, world though. game, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to do it. And but. is, and Horizon is an open world. It's not like Tomb Raider. I'm, I've, no, so, no. Well, we played. We, yeah, we played it, and it it's very much like. It, I mean, I didn't play something like The Witcher, but it reminds me of something like that, or like Final Fantasy 15, where it's like a big world. You get yeah. quests from people. Okay. Like you're exploring and doing stuff throughout this the world. At, like uh, this is at Pax West. Pax last West. Year, yeah. When we got to play it, it, given it was like a very that small... was an embarrassingly thin slice of the game. Oh where's yeah. That, like, where's that spear? Mm. Oh, it's behind well, you. We're throwing it. Before. We have a spear from uh, Pax West. Yeah. Yeah. I blew it well, up just so we could gone. use it. Yeah. And we threw it over there and we can't even get it. But, um, so yeah, when we were playing it, they gave us a very like small little like petting zoo. It's like a playground. Yeah, a little yeah. playground to play in. But when we were watching the demo, this, this guy, he like, oh, the demo was fantastic. Like yeah. the, you would go in, you'd fight off these raptors or whatever. You would like stick your spear and like hack this oxen or something this like mechanical ox yeah and then you would ride the ox and while he was riding it he showed like the vastness of the world and it definitely feels like a very open like yeah. open world game i i personally don't know specifically whether or not you'll be able to like climb those mountains in the distance yeah yeah but like zelda touts like oh yeah you can walk on every cliff that you see you know, or what have you. yeah they Part, did you a- know what's an interesting thing i'm sorry to cut you off fuck you <laughs> but you know what like an interesting thing i heard about zelda was you know how in wind waker oh I- you know how in wind waker it was like an open world that sort of recycles itself when you got to the bounds of the map yeah people are thinking that that's the same thing that breath of the wild is going to do but they, you're walking they on said land. that like like if you walk in one direction eventually it'll like it's like a tiny planet that, yeah exactly yeah, exactly they said that this world is bigger than than Skyrim's world, like by a lot. Did they say that? Yeah. So, well, I gotta find. I could look it up right yeah. now, but I won't. That's right. But it is bigger. It's like yes. What I said. They did comparisons between the Zelda map, Skyrim, and some other uh, some other game, and it is like uh, this other game is like the biggest map in the world. But it's like some game way back when, and I forget what the game's well, called. The Witcher's bigger than Skyrim. That's a huge. That's a huge world. Um. But there are, there is one or two other, don't, just don't, don't, yeah, oh, come on, look up I just want now. it. Um, yeah, but, I mean, if it's that big, I wasn't expecting it to be that big. Yeah. Um, well, when they said that, I was immediately like, well, fuck, I didn't even traverse all of Skyrim. Yeah. Zelda, I mean, I'm gonna want it, to. To uh, me, for sure. like, when they were doing the, the trailer for that, and they were saying, like, see that volcano over there? See those mountains over there? 
you could go there. And I was <laughs> we've, like, we've so heard that. I was before. like, I know. Yeah. I was like, okay, ten years ago they said the same thing. Yeah. It's like, I, that's right. like Assassin's Creed when it's like you can walk on all those rooftops. That's so like, yeah. oh, cool. It's not. It's not as big of a selling point. Yeah, anymore. Definitely. You but can uh, actually, swing the sword and listen to the ice. Yeah. But I mean, bringing it back, it's just like it sucks that those games are literally coming out within five days of one another. Yeah. So uh, to to your point, I definitely think realistically horizon is going to go on the back burner for me which I, which sucks rather but. than right rather than plow through it mm-hmm. or start it and then stop it for zelda or have mm-hmm. it yeah like corrupt your zelda experience yeah, I, or whatever i'm probably and right and corrupt at the same time I, I think i'm probably going to leave it um not that i've I, and i wouldn't have time to plow through it anyway yeah uh, i'd probably leave it until zelda comes out and then just focus on zelda and i mean i'll buy it and I mean, I'll, I'll get it eventually. Yeah. I don't. You're right, though. You're I wasn't right. going to buy it. I don't want to play it first. See, the problem just with me is I feel. I just feel like it's going to get forgotten because it's like if even if I wait until after Zelda's done, right? Immediately goes into Mass Effect. Mass Effect is two weeks after mm. Zelda comes out, and then two weeks after that, Persona Five's out, and it's just like, oh my god! It's like fuck, man. Like like. First I don't world want, problems. I, I don't so want Horizon to, play, to be forgotten. I really, really don't. But like all of those games, we're talking massive time sinks. But granted, you know, I mean, how long did we spend in Final Fantasy? I mean, I beat it in the course of what two weeks. So like, and I still feel like I rushed that game. But like, I mean, you I'm know. 75 hours in. Horizon's not going <laughs> to be that long either. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's like breaking Witcher territory, that's going to be like close to like. You think it's that hours. long? I I don't know. I I can't comment. But like the people that have played How long would you say later, the Witcher is like forty-ish. The Witcher is one hundred and thirty hours with the content. I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so close. So Damn, close, that's yeah. what. Uh, with so, all with all the, no like the main content I'm talking about. Yeah, like you figure like, like you mean the main storyline. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you figure like, the Horizon Zero Dawn will definitely have, like, when, side quests. This yeah, is when actually, you time games on just the main I don't quest, know. though. I mean, I thought it, I thought somebody told me, like, it was around 30-something. This is actually a fantastic, super. a fantastic uh, foreshadow for our true gaming topic of the week. But first... Well, you ruined it. But Now we've got to pick a new one. But first, we have one more piece of news. So, let's oh. get into that real quick. All right. Just one second. Audible.trial.com uh, <laughs> slash uh, TZR the did get your audio Harry Potter <laughs> Ron Weasley Ron Weasley Child, you're not even trying I know that time I wasn't trying cuz I was prompted. but if you I want to support try. this podcast and all of the awesome writers at the Zero Review, you can start your 30-day trial at audibletrial.com/tzr where you can rent all the books that you could ever want but I you're not going to be reading books anyway cuz Alex's recommendation this week Ready Player 1 I'm actually reading the, actually the physical version of that right now. The audio get it on my audible. The audiobook is narrated by Will Wheaton. Fuck that guy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh I mean, he did a good job. Um it was every the whole time. I don't even know Will Wheaton that well. Yeah. But it's like that's Will Wheaton talking to me. Like mm. you can't get away from it being Will Wheaton, you know? Um Will Wheaton. Fuck him on Voyager. <laughs> Fuck him in real life. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. All so right. next piece of no, news. No, wait, he was on a Voyager. <laughs> no, he was on Star- Deep Space Nine. No. Nope. Yes. The start. Maybe. Let's I don't go. Know. On to the next topic, everybody. Next generation. I, I don't know how to segue out of this. Uh, but here we go. We have one All more right. piece of news. The last Same. piece of news. So there were a lot of technical specs. So the next piece of news talks about uh, Xbox Scorpio or the mm. Scorpio, Project Scorpio, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
And there was a lot of technical details released about this game, or speculative details released from Digital but Foundry. To preface, details. it was white pages that were released like right after like E3, or it was like dated back to 2016's E3. So yeah. things may have changed in the past seven months. Yeah. Now I can't I can't quote them exactly, but the gist that I got from the whole thing is essentially it's going to. It will be a very powerful system, uh, oh. four and a half times more powerful than the yeah, Xbox One, uh, from a processing standpoint, but it will, it won't display in 4K. I don't know. All of this information is, is hearsay. <laughs> it can. So what they were saying was that there are games, I didn't, they didn't say which, but it has reached 4K, like true 4K, but like yeah. not all games will be native 4K. Yeah. So what I wanted to... What the to, fuck is the difference between true and native? I don't understand. It's not up-rest. Yeah. It just uh, does it. Okay. It doesn't need that filling process that we were talking about yeah, before. Yeah, okay. So what I, I wanted to use this shit. as sort of like a launching point <laughs> into just sort of talking about Scorpio. Because, I mean, we spent all of this time talking about Switch and sort of this next, uh, you know, the next big console that's coming out. And if uh, rumors are to be believed, we should be getting more information about Scorpio probably at E3. I don't know if we're going to see a release date this year, but... No, it's definitely going to be this year. Well, they said, like, fall 2017. Well, I think it was they were shooting for holidays. Um, of, that's what they said. At E3, it would be holidays Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. We don't know for sure yet, right. but, like, so the potentially big, this is what we're looking at. Yeah. And, you know, since, again, the technical details are all in flux or what have you, but the general idea that we're getting is that this is going to be a much more powerful system than what we're seeing now... The question I have for you guys is, what are you, like, expecting out of this system? Like, what do you, what, what would make this next iteration of a console, this next generation of a console, like, what would you want to see to have it sort of evolve the medium a little bit? Like, what will more power do for us? You know what I mean? So. Beard dynamics. Beard, true, <laughs> true beard dynamics. True 4K beard native, dynamics. Native beard dynamics. <laughs> yeah. While you're playing it, you actually grow a beard. Yeah. Woman or child. So, or man. Chow and I, were, we were having a conversation about this earlier. Kind of like, basically really like what it means to be a next generation console from this generation. Sure. And it, I mean, it's kind of tough to say. You know, even back in when we were switching from Xbox 360 and PS3 to PS4, um, people were saying like, switching. why do we need this? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like the, the conversation, if we think like three gens ago, right? What kind of measuring metric yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah. So if we think like, you know, three generations of consoles ago, PlayStation, like, GameCube and the, yeah, the big like quantum leaps from system to system were all graphical. It was all like how right. much. No, that's not true. I mean, most had a handle on it. That was Whatever. different. It's but like, I'm saying like, <laughs> right, cause like, a, like in Goldeneye, it's like, okay, his face was four pixels. Yeah. And now, <laughs> so, no, but, so, know, but like, so I mean, that was, that was the frame of reference that we had for like how much more yes, powerful the right, system could exactly. be. It was, it was a very, I, I will use the term superficial now, but that's essentially what it was. It was how things looked, right? But I think the stage that we're at now is almost like, you know, there are some people that, can't tell the difference between 1080p and 4k you know what i mean like we're getting to a point where like realistic looking graphics or like really sexy looking graphics have already been achieved and like is the goalpost that we're trying to chase graphically really going to like evolve the game in any way i mean processing power for me 
like I think about you know you mentioned the transition from 360 to Xbox One or PS3 to PS4 and really the biggest transition for me like in my mind is just the functionality of those consoles right like I I'm primarily I I have all the systems but I primarily game on PS4 and one of the coolest features for like during that transition for me was how it integrated social stuff the share button just things that allowed the console to do more than just like play games you know what yeah. I mean like like have this like monument piece of technology that kind of like ties everything together sort of like how the xbox did the tv thing you know what i mean so it's almost like the the advancement of functionality is what i look for in or or what benefited the last generation of consoles so when i think about something like you know what scorpio is going to do and thinking about this processing power like the next logical leap for me would just be like the smoothness of an experience you know what i mean like even with PS4 and Xbox now, just navigating the menu and stuff, you get some hiccups here and there. Like, it still takes a, a fucking forever for shit to load and stuff. Like, if the Scorpio allowed everything to just be smooth, like, I'm talking buttery, silky smooth in all the experiences, that would feel like a leap in yeah. technology for me, you it, know? Okay. Go on. <laughs> I was gonna say... Sorry, uh, sucked a lot. <laughs> it's kind of funny, because I don't really... That's not the way I feel, really. Okay. Like, um... I don't really care that much about like those kind of functions. I feel like you could put those on any system. Yeah, yeah. Like, like what? Oh, like the social stuff? Yeah. Yeah, like, like those are kind of just, those are good ideas that are good for the times, like the share button, you know, like making a fast menu. Like, yeah. These are good things to have, but it's not what I expect. Mm, it's not what I look for in a new console. It's what I expect. Yeah. So what I look for, I mean, I do look for graphical. Like what we got from this generation of consoles is, like one of the big features was, and a lot of people don't beards. notice it. It's beards, it's uh, particle effects. Like now you can have a lot more particles on the screen at the same time. So you get these really awesome. If you've noticed it in games lately, really great like smoke and dust and fire effects. Sure. Um, like cinders and Dark Souls yeah. loves their cinders. There's a comparison between uh Borderlands on like, uh, I think it was Borderlands on. Uh, this was just GTX stuff. Actually, this is computer stuff. This isn't console stuff. I'm sorry, guys, but. There's a comparison between like last model of GTX, GeForce, blah, 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 blah. Sure. And then this, and that's just it. It's like the, the craziness of like not just particle effects, but like the minute, tiny ass fucking right. details of you ramming your face into a wall yeah. and then being able to see all the cracks of that so, wall. So, like, so you're saying that it is, mm. it is still a graphical thing like, that, that defines it, a leap out. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like now that the, they're, the developers do not have to compromise anymore. There are no sacrifices that need to be made. Everything will be, this isn't a phrase, but crystal smooth. Yeah. Uh, everything will be 60 frames per second. You know, everything will be perfect. But, but see, will everything be? I mean, a lot of that stuff is on the developers, right? And I think this type of stuff you're talking about is wildly expensive to make I, and do. And I'm sure mm, we will get some of that out yeah. of AAA. But, like, the vast majority of games are not AAA at this point. You know yes. what I'm saying? But now you'll have that capability. Uh, totally. And, and totally. You, so now they'll have the tools at their, their disposal. Mm-hmm. If they choose to use it or not, fine. Like, there were games on the 360 that were running at very at really high resolution sure, but sure. they still look like shit yeah. you know so it's like i expect a higher level of <laughs> of everything graphical like variety wise yeah go ahead Chad. just everything on the screen. <laughs> oh, <motherfucker. laughs> uh so uh, 
So after we had this conversation, it like we had this conversation a while ago about like, well, what defines next gen, right? Mm-hmm. And it was funny because like I just wanted to figure out like, well, what does the internet think of next gen? So I started doing a little research on a bunch of forums and like reading what people say, and it pretty much divides itself into two camps. This actually clarified a lot of stuff for me, right? Okay. One of the camps is new experiences, like things that you could never see or even experience on the previous generation because it wasn't possible. Like it wasn't the same experience. And like, that could be graphical and that could okay. be different like joysticks. That could be a handle on the fucking GameCube. That's that piece. That's one camp, right? The other camp, that's like graphical and hardware camp. Sure. The other camp is um which well the other camp is more of like the processing power, right? The hardware being able to output more stuff. But then one person came to me uh came out with like a like a message that I was reading and I was just like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. It's like next console, the next gen console could be the console and this is where I think I felt which was like the experience camp. I think that's where I was. Mm-hmm. But he was like, um, or she was like, next gen consoles doesn't necessarily beget next gen content. Like, I totally down, agree. I like, totally ne- next agree. Next gen software is all on developers. Whereas, like, if the Xbox Scorpio has the ability to play fucking miraculous things, some developers may not want to invest as much money into the graphical elements. Well, see, of it. That, I think that this is exactly the space that sort of Nintendo has staked its claim in, right? So it's like the Switch we know is not going to be a super powerful system, but they are focused on creating fun experiences, right? And just having more power doesn't necessarily beget Right. more fun games. Of course not. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like someone like Nintendo, they're they're saying, well, fuck that. We're going to give you HD rumble because in their minds, that's what they think is going to evolve the fun factor of games. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, like Nintendo, see, I think the reason why I originally thought that it's all about the experiences and that's why when I saw it, like the software changes everything and sure. it does. Um, but when I started thinking about like software and like next gen i started thinking only nintendo based on the fact that whenever they have a new iteration it brings something new to the table almost every single time whether or not it's good or bad something new when i think about that and then i compare it to like playstation or xbox then i start saying well playstation and xbox are going more in like that pc route where it's like i just want my games to look and act and like see but to me they bring new stuff to the table like the stuff skirbo's talking about like they bring a lot of different like variety of content whereas nintendo they bring one awesome novelty well, no, so that wears off real fast. Well, that's yeah. what it was. That's I think the novelty was confusing me. Like in the other sense, with PlayStation and Xbox, like those new experiences, no, no, no. those new experiences could be given to you, but it's based on the developers being able to give that to you. It's not the console itself. Yeah, you know. I so mean, next gen is really just. Should really come down to just like processing power and like GPUs well, see, th- and like, this like is, the ability, the this capacity. Is, yeah, this is why for me, I I think to things like you know the architecture and the seamlessness of the experience, and that, and that's why I liked features like you know the share button and all this sort of stuff because it yeah, in- it. it integrates gameplay with other facets of the community, right? Um, well, it's like and, evolving and, and, with the community. Well, yeah, and it's like processing power, like being able to provide that smoothness of an experience, like. I I don't know what fun is going to be defined as 10 years from now in the world of video games, right? Nintendo thought it was motion controls with the Wii, and it was a passing fad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't necessarily know what fun's going to be, but I know, and I think a lot of game developers know, that the types of experiences that we're getting now, you know, stuff like we were talking about Horizon, stuff like the new Zelda, you know what I mean? Games that we know how to engage with already... Like, I think that, that is not the pinnacle of what gaming will be, but I think that is like a very solid place to be in. So if they can take experiences like that and sharpen 
the user's experience with them, mm-hmm. cutting out loading times. Totally, like, not having to worry about any sort of weird, like, uh, like, kitschiness or games crashing or anything like that. Like, just totally buttery smooth experiences. I feel like that, that to me would be, like, yeah. amazing. You know what I mean? I but highly I doubt agree. that we're not gonna have games that crash and stuff later in, you know, in... Yeah, do you remember, uh, the generations, remember PlayStation but... 4 and Xbox One's, like, like first year when everything was like glitchy as fuck and like crashing. Oh god, yeah. 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 How many times did was, Assassin's Creed 1 crash on you guys? Was, yeah. At terrible. least 20 hundred yeah. I mean, times. And this is kind of the growing pains of new consoles too. It's like you get really good looking really good looking games by the end of like the 360 PS3 yeah. cycle. Oh like, yeah. Amazing. Think about Last of Us like yeah. holy and shit. And then you like, move over it could be, and the developers learn how to develop for yeah, that mm-hmm. console. But then you have this new piece of hardware, Xbox One, PS4, yeah. and I mean, they look, you can tell they look like better, mm-hmm. but like there's still some things that like if you compare games now versus when PS4 came out, oh, like sure. there's big differences. Oh yeah. yeah. And they oh, can yeah. work within those, in that, within that realm. And I think that's what I'm excited about. It's like giving developers this brand new like playground with like such a higher ceiling than yeah. what we're at now. And it may not look good right away. Like yeah. it may look like regular 4k or may just look like other games and again it's up to the developer yeah but. well i mean you might think like i i think the closest thing that we can tie that to is like the pc market right yeah. i mean people who develop pc games th- there's really never been a ceiling they can make right. a game look Wait, as awesome so- as they want of course they need to make it compatible with however many graphics cards or whatever like there is no is baseline right. but it's like they didn't have a ceiling but Again, in the opposite direction, you still have nice games that run like shit on PC. I mean, think about, like, Arkham Knight or whatever. Yeah. Literally unplayable. And you're talking, like, creme de la creme triple-A games. Creme de la creme. You know. Is it is it a rumor that Xbox... I, I, I think it is. But is it a rumor that Xbox Scorpio, and I'm not sure where this came into my head, will have interchangeable parts? Like, you that you can upgrade. Uh, like a modular system? Yeah. I'm not sure. So this I don't was, know where I heard that. Well, th- well, this was the big talk back when... um. They were talking about the rumors were swirling around Neo, Neo mm-hmm. and Xbox, mm-hmm. and this is actually before Scorpio was even talked about um, that much. But the idea was like, oh, we're you know we're getting an early next gen console, yeah. And so the idea was that there's not going to be consoles anymore. Yeah, like they're basically going to be PCs, and like the console aspect is like the architecture. I mean, like I the think OS that runs on them. So yeah. I th- actually think um, so. I was watching the announcement at E or at E3 2016. Uh, recently again like i started watching it sure. again um and it, what the what philip spencer was talking about was essentially moving past or like wanting to like advance past the idea of like generational consoles right yeah. that traditional generation next gen console and actually when i'm starting to think about it it's like maybe that would have kind of like cleared up any of the confusions i had originally about like what next gen meant if you move away from that because right now the graphical treatments to like video games are so amazing i mean maybe it will be even more amazing later on but we can't expect like you know the xbox to throw out holograms in front of us yet hololens shout out but um like for right now i'm feeling like if the graphics are so good these companies need to start thinking about moving away from next gen otherwise people will start like comparing them to previous gens i mean like well what's the difference graphics are just so minutely like like made better it's interesting because i feel like the the (laughs) The like the techno jargon has become such like 
like the focus of stuff like this like how many fps is this game what's yeah. the resolution cap like what's the flops tell what, me the flops yeah i'm serious like that's what the priorities become yeah. but i mean i i think like my inner consumer likes the idea of generational consoles because i like i like getting new a new thing, thing. i yeah. like i mean the switch we know that the launch channels are kind of ass but like I don't care because it's a new toy to play with. See, you know what I mean? Like, that's see, sort of the way I look at it. The darker side of this is, like, to me, it's like the PS4 Pro. You know, it's like, they came out with this marginally upgraded PS4 yeah. that you couldn't tell what it did. You yeah. couldn't tell yeah. why it was better. And on the video, you couldn't see why it was better. Yeah, and no, exactly. To, they kind of, this is the first time I've seen Sony really kind of, like, Missed the mark here. They didn't do a great job of showing I mean, you what this thing did. I, th- yeah. I think they've missed the mark a couple of times. I mean, PlayStation Move back in the day and all this other stuff. I mean, well, play- back. Play- yeah, PlayStation makes a lot of weird moves. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, but uh, but I mean, they've I, been- they- I mean, yeah. yeah. As far like if we're looking at the PS4 Pro as like a as a step uh, as a step <laughs> or yeah, a case study. I mean, it's sort of hard to tell right now because like. I don't think there are any numbers released on that console. Like, I mean, I haven't honestly really heard about it since it released because I feel like a lot of consumers were like, this just doesn't apply to me. You know what I mean? And I think that's sort of what it is. That's why I'm interested to see what uh, Scorpio does. Because, like, PS4 Pro, I think, applied to a very particular market. It's like if you Mm -hmm. had a 4K TV and for whatever reason you were just obsessed with the 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 numbers you know what i mean uh and had four hundred dollars to burn yeah but like with something like scorpio the presumption is that it will be some sort of leap from where we are now which is what makes it interesting four to me. times four point five times the leap yeah yeah there you go there what do you guys say we get to our true gaming topic of the week let's, let's do, do it, it. Okay. week week jinx week week you said you were gonna get me a better week Bow, bow. You know what? <laughs> That's weak. <laughs> you know what? Shut up. You, I'll just go fuck myself. You gotta think. Uh, you gotta get a jingle, man. You're jingles. the creative one. Oh, is that true? I don't think so. You made some nice pixel art. This is true. Which everyone will check out like on... What, are we calling this TZR 2.0 when the new version of the site comes no, out? No. The TZR 2.0 is already out. Okay. That's our current... Uh, we're at 2.1.6. I know that's really confusing to you, but that's not confusing to, to me. the layman. <laughs> to the layman. So it's going to be 2.2. What's 2. the 2. next gap? 2.2. 2.2. So anybody who checks out the zerovview.com with any sort of regularity, you will see a massive change to the site incoming mm-hmm. within the next two months. Uh, hopefully within the next month, actually. Hopefully. Hopefully. Don't quote me on that. Right now we're actually preparing for packs, which will be the unveiling of a certain feature which is just actually the user logins that will come out hopefully by March and yeah. by, Mar- by hopefully, I mean, it will come out by March. Definitely look forward to that. There's going to be uh Chow and I, we're going to be getting developer updates about what's going on with the site and the trajectory of everything. So be excited. Going to be super awesome. Really, really hyped for new changes. to the It's site. looking pretty good so far. Mike yeah. DeFabio and our other developers are working really hard, really hard guys. Thank you team. You can help support the TZR team with a subscription to audible. AudibleTrials.com slash TZR. Anyway, uh, on to our true gaming topic of the week. Week, week, true gaming. Is that, was that, we're not, I don't think we're doing it. Oh, I don't think we're right. That's okay. Alex, I'm, I'm <laughs> stealing Chow's responsibility and I'm putting it on you. True gaming topic. That was, <laughs> all right. Was okay. that supposed to make a song? A jingle. I thought we were just doing the echoes. No. 
True gaming topic. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> this week's true gaming topic of the week comes from a user that I don't remember. Um, <laughs> and the question is as follows. It says, as I get older, I find myself playing more of one game as opposed to trying to play many different ones. How about you? Is it better to go back to what you know works or be spontaneous and try something new? I think this totally speaks to kind of our current situation in a different lens. You know what I mean? Um, it's basically asking, like, are you down for, like, dabbling in new games, new genres, like, un- untreaded territory, or, you know, do you like what's familiar? And do you BTG. stick to it? Dad game? No, Dad. No, that was lame. No? Um, when you were reading that question, all I was thinking about was, like, are you willing to try new? All right. Oh, we're done. I don't want to talk about it. Let's sure. continue. So I think this takes a different role for a lot of people. I know for me personally, like I have this weird neuroticism when it comes to new games where I just, I need to, I need to have my hat in the ring. I will, I need to be able to comment on everything that's like new and cool and hip and awesome. You know You've what I mean? You've proven that many but, times when random titles will come out and be like, Oh yeah, you're talking about this. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So I, I just like to be in the know with a lot of that stuff. So as far as trying new games, I'm like always down. If something seems like it's going to be in, in the lexicon, like it's going to be like a, a thing that people are excited about, I really want to have a stake in that. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely have my fallback games for sure. Like I still play Heroes of the Storm at least three to four times a week and I love that game and I don't think I'll ever stop playing that game because it's just so fun. Um, sometimes it's difficult because like I have a core group of people that I play that game with. So it's like, you know, like last night, Resident Evil 7 came out and you, you know, I gotta be on that Resident Evil. I mean, come on. But like all my friends are like, come back, play this. And like there was a new patch update. Uh, they added Valera and they totally remade Tassadar. And I'm like, oh, I need to like, I want to see what this new, uh, updates like, but like, I had to make a sacrifice and I was like, I'm going to wait on this new update. I know that hots will be there for me when I need it, but right now I got to try something new. So I think I lean more on the spontaneity side. Well, and those satisfy two different things too. You know, like sometimes I'll be playing, you know, the Witcher or doom, Mm -hmm. which are single player games. Yeah. And then Justin's like, dude, let's play rocket league. And you know, that's like, I could, sure. I mean, uh, my perspective is like, I can go back and play this single player game anytime. Yeah. But it's not every night that, you know, we'll have a bunch of people jump on and play Rocket League. Mm. So, and I guess it's not really me being spontaneous, but it's satisfying two different things that I I like about gaming. It's funny. Like my, my perspective is so the opposite. Like I, I have a feeling that like, like I think my hots is the equivalent to your guys Rocket League. And it's like, with Heroes of the Storm, it's like, I know it'll be fun to, to socialize with all of my friends and stuff, but it's like, if I didn't play Resident Evil now, like, and I waited long, like, too long played. to play it, like, the conversation will be over by the time that I get to it, and yeah. that FOMO is, like, frightening to me. I'm like, no, I, ne- I need to know what's up. If somebody asks me how this game is, I want to be able to give them an opinion, and, you know? And I have been in that boat when there's, like, a game I really kind of want to get through or sure. um, people are talking about it, Yeah, you know, I-, I wouldn't sacrifice that. I think we all had that when Final Fantasy came out. Yeah. We're yeah. not talking about Final Fantasy anymore. No. <laughs> but I'll have that with Zelda, too. It's like, I, there's going to be a... I'm going to want to play that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... Like that, that would be a game where if my friends were like, Hey, yeah. you want to play Heroes of the Storm? I'd be like, No. <laughs> Love you guys, but like, I gotta play Zelda, man. Like, come on. Right. See, okay. For me, I would say there might be, I think I'm more on the opposite spectrum than you, Skirbo. Okay. Maybe a little bit closer to Alex, but I think, like, for me, whenever I play games, I need, 
a more of like an emotional attachment to them. Like I, I want to like dive in to games. Like the immersion is like kind of all I think about when, when we're talking about Rocket League, the same, like the same thing applies to that. I love Rocket League for specific reasons, but I can never like jump onto a game and it like pains me to not finish a game. But when I'm talking about like Bravely Second, that game sucked and I wanted to dive into that and love it, but I just fucking couldn't. And there are other games where I'll like dabble into and then I'll know that I'm not like like committed. loving it or committing to it, sure. right? But like when it comes down to like the single player games especially, like the reason why I never got into The Witcher is because I felt like that was going to be too much of a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, should I go, uh, sh- uh, the question is like, should I dabble and try like many different games? I feel like I can't, like I, skate. See, I, think, I, I feel like I can't picture you sitting down and playing like Dishonored. No, I, I, know, mean, like, I have no interest in playing Dishonored. It's like not I, that long. See, I feel single like, player game. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know like why for, because I, there's like no like emotional pull for me. Like yeah. there needs to be that emotional pull. Final Fantasy emotional pull. Zelda definite emotional pull. Horizon Zero Dawn had none of that but until it, I played it, and I was emotional pull. I was gonna say, is that because like I mean, that sounds almost more like just because of the titles that you gave us is more of like a brand loyalty thing. Not well, like maybe because but, it's a Final Fantasy game. Like you have this like, idea, this like nostalgia like cord that says like, oh, Final Fantasy games mean yeah, something to me. Could be. I want to play. This, I mean, the reason know? why I want to so like GTA Five. I have this in the back of my head that I want to go back to that game and actually just play through the single player. Sure. I, I love that. I'd love that, that world that they've created. Mm-hmm. It was so vast and like giant. Right. Yeah. But like, I know that if I go into that, I'm not going to just want to do the story missions. I'm going to want to meander around. I'm going to want to try to throw bikes into, you know, airplanes and shit. Yeah. Like, I, there's I, this weird, like, I feel like there's two angles to this question that, that I think affected pretty greatly. And one of them is what you just said, where it's just like, how much do you invest in a game? You know what I mean? There's so many single player games that I would love to just drown in, like familiar, awesome things. Like I could, I could like play something like Street Fighter forever and yeah. be, and be totally cool. And I call that single player because 90% of the time I'm playing online or whatever. But it's like, that's a game that I could totally dive into. Something like Dark Souls. Like I love Dark Souls, but I still haven't beaten Dark Souls 3. I don't know why. Yeah. I just like haven't found the, the time to do it. So it's like, it's almost weird. Like where, like I, like how you choose which games you're gonna like invest this time with that like familiarity I think you in the, want to have or right. something. I think in the beginning of my like gaming career slash life style. Yeah. Um, well, like I started I played a lot of games. Like I'm looking at some of like my Xbox three hundred and sixty games and I start thinking back to like the old PlayStation games that I used to play. And mm-hmm. it's like I would play games because they looked fun. Yeah. Right. But then after a while you start to see and feel specific things in those games that I want more of. Yeah. And then I look at other games and realize that this doesn't have, or I don't think it has what I want, like, as far as that, like, emotional, like, you know, tally. I, I think if Potts were here, he might agree with you. You know, like, he's looking for very specific things. Yeah. And, like, he knows what he likes, and he'll do all the research to make sure that that game is worth his time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, I can, I can totally respect that. See, I think I'm sort of, like, on a different angle with that. And this, this ties into the second piece, which is like, when it says like, be spontaneous and try something new, I feel like for most people, just starting a game is the hardest thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, I had Doom for months. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. So it's like, you can have all the intention in the world to do it, but, but actually pulling the trigger and, and like putting the disc in or pressing start or whatever can be one of the most difficult parts of it. You know what I mean? Which is, I mean, it feels kind of silly, but it's like, it's a commitment. Yeah. And you know, it's like, you want to finish this. You want to enjoy it. That's what I know. And, and, and it's like making that call, like hitting that button yeah. is basically, at, at least for me, and I'm a little crazy. So like, I might be different in this, but that's like saying, 
I'm I'm forgetting everything else for a little while and right. this is what I'm playing. Right. You know what I mean? And like just that sort of like mental break is very it's difficult sometimes, you know what I mean? I've had Dishonored 2 literally on top of my PS4. It could not be closer to it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> right. it's and it's just been there and I'm like I really want to play this game, but I know the second I put it in, it, it's like Justin was saying before, like the like it's going to compel me to finish it. It's going to compel me to to keep going with it and it's almost like like something is prohibiting me from taking that step from investing in that new experience and i, I don't think it, it's like a lack of being spontaneous but it's like uh, i don't know it's it, it's like these two forces like the spontaneity fighting with my familiarity and fun you yeah, know what i mean i literally own call of duty black ops in its original packaging I have not yeah. opened the game. Yeah. And I think because at that point there was another game that I played that was like some type of army FPS. And I just, it was, that was it. I was done. Like, yeah. I just felt good. <laughs> like, that was it. It's like thinking about that situation. It's like, I think sometimes it's difficult to start a game because, so you know, you could just like, well, I could like get this going, load this up, like start the single player, do the tutorials, like really start to get into this game, invest this time. Or, I could jump into something that's really familiar, like Heroes of the Storm, that I'm good at and my friends are there. Exactly. You know, like, instantly. Exactly. And you that's, I mean? like, that's a that's a sizable barrier there. And, and it's also, like, you know, the the assumption, like, is that game, and I think this is where a lot of POTS is, I don't want to call it fear, but, like, hesitation comes from. It's, like, if I choose to start this game, is it going to grab me the way that I want it to or think it will or right. whatever? You know what I mean? Like, like, I have games on my shelf that, like, I started, like, Final Fantasy Type-0, you know what I mean? Final Fantasy game, I should like this, whatever. And I started it, and it just didn't grab me. So it, it like, bothered me to put that game down, yeah. but yeah. I had to, you know yeah. what I mean? And then I think of something like, like, Chai, the the game's, like, like Dishonored 2. You said you have no interest in playing that game. I mean, you don't necessarily know if you're going to love that game or not, but, it, yeah. but like, taking that first step is, like, the hardest part, you know what I mean? It's how I felt about, like, Deus Ex. You know, it's like... I was excited enough to give it a try mm-hmm. and I put in the time and I put it down because it didn't grab me and now it's just sitting there and it feels, Sad. feels kind of yeah, bad. You know? yeah. Didn't you have the opposite experience recently where you were just like, there was a game that you were like, oh, I don't know. And then you started and you were like, whoa, this game's great. Like, I can't remember what it is, but I remember talking about it. Maybe it was Rocket League for the first time. Where you're like, Psh, car soccer, whatever. I mean, we were getting a lot of PR stuff for Rocket League, and whenever I saw those pictures, I was like, oh, it's one of those, like, random-ass, like, smash two things together games. And then sure. and then when people started talking about it, I was like, god damn it, I missed the ball again. But no, I I think, I'm trying to think of another game that I was, that I was, like, really into. But, like, didn't, didn't think you would be in on? FTL, maybe? Oh, that, that, was, that was you a big were, one. You were like, yeah, I'm going to try this out. And then you're like... I've been playing it all night, guys. <laughs> there, I've logged like 90 hours that. <laughs> yeah. for no reason. It was so stupid. Now, people on Steam make fun of me when they're like, you're playing FTL again? And I'm it's like, a great God, game, just, man. It's a great game. Alone. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, it's weird because like I want to play different games. And I want to be on top of the topics. I want to be able to like talk about other stuff. And like when we talk about like, you know, Deus Ex, when that came over, when that came out, I had a feeling that I wanted to play that. But that was primarily the feeling of I want to be able to talk about it, like what you were talking about. Yeah. Same thing with um with like uh Mass Effect series, right? Mm-hmm. I want to play one, two, three. Right. I feel like I'm doing myself an injustice by not playing those before I go into the Andromeda. Yeah. Andromeda. But series. But when like I, I 
feel like I should jump onto that. Like when that game comes out, I know I'm probably going to feel like that same, that same thing of just like, I have no real emotional attachment to the series, but I know this is good. I should yeah. probably play it for and, my career. And you, and you might surprise yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like uh, uh, an example that I have that I'm, I'm calling you both out on. Cause I know you didn't do it. What? Uh, when I was on stream, a bunch of people were like, yo, play the near automata demo. And um, I was like, I was like, I totally played that. That was, so I was like, cool. eh, like, dude, it's a demo. Like it yeah. literally doesn't matter. And like, I was so pleasantly surprised by that. Like within seconds of starting it, I was like, this is exactly the type of game I'm trying to play. Like it was awesome. I'm actually really it was glad like that the, you like that game. So it was much. like the first time that, uh, we played like Neo, right? Like Neo, I was like, oh, yeah. oh it's going to be a thing. But then right when I started, I was like, fuck. Yes, Neo is awesome. Like you know, I actually oh got burned gosh. though. I got burned a little bit. Like I played. I mean, you're probably gonna hate me for saying this, but I played uh, the Bayonetta demo of two of the original game. Oh yeah, mm. um, and I loved. It. I was like, this is the fucking coolest game ever. Yeah, and and that, it was a great demo. Mm-hmm. And I bought the game, and I liked it, but it was kind of just more of what I played in the demo. Like yeah, yeah. that's what that game is. It's very Devil May Cry, and oh for like, sure. And I, I don't know what I was expecting, but after having played it and then you wait and then you get it again, I don't know. It didn't have the same like newness feeling. Yeah. So that's why I don't, I don't jump out of my socks a lot of the time. And you know this about me to yeah, like, yeah. to play, to play demos or like watch a lot of content on games. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sort of the, like I, in some circumstances, I feel like I'm the same way. I, I think, but like the fact that I've had experiences that have blown me away like that, like unexpected ones, like I would even call Titanfall 2 that. Like I'm not a military shooter fan at all. I'm not very good at first-person shooters. Like that's just not really a genre that I dabble in. I got it because it was cheap and I was like, whatever, this is something to play. I wasn't playing anything else at the time. And when I started, I was like, holy shit, this game's amazing. And I and I platinumed it in the same week that I started it because it was so fucking good. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's a game Ah. that that's like, that's so true. But you, you know, know what I mean? But you know what we're going to get into? like, Or what's going to happen to TZR once we start getting down the path? It's something that happened to Rooster Teeth. Um, and I just read an AMA with those guys. They, I think it was the Achievement Hunter guys this time. And someone asked them, like, do you play games on in your spare time? Like, has, has your day job killed that passion? Mm-hmm. And what most of them said was, like, it hasn't killed that passion, but we don't we don't play when we're home because it feels like we're wasting good content. You know, like <laughs> we could be playing on air and that's good content. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like, why would we wait? It's not about like fun or playing video games anymore. It's like, why would we waste that content? So yeah, I, I feel like it's an interesting approach. Yeah. No, I think that's, or that's very, that's very wise, very like uh, topical, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about that too before, I, I, like streaming. Yeah. We play this all the time. Why don't we just stream it? Well, I feel like there's kind of like that. a back and forth there. Cause there are certain games that I, I am very like, I have very personal experiences with, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't stream almost any of my playthrough of Final Fantasy 15 because I was just like, yeah, like this is this is this, this is, is my this thing. Is, this is you know just what I mean? Time. Exactly. Like, like I just I wanted to drown in that for a little yeah. while, and I feel like something like Zelda, like Zelda is a game that like I want to be in my magic circle. You yeah, know what I mean? That's I sort of my like world or what have you. Uh, but there are games like something like Rocket League where like you know you celebrate your wins with everyone around you, and that's part of the experience. You know what I mean? Like that's just it's cool that way. Um, I'd curse so much if I was on, like, yeah, <laughs> dude. All my entire Resident Evil Seven stream was just me being like, "What, what the, the fuck?" fuck? Yeah. Like, the whole time. Uh, but I think this was a really interesting topic. I, I think there's a lot to uh, it's to maybe one pack there. Start picking up games. Yeah, and randomly. I and I don't know if this guy like like one two switch. I don't know if he means like I keep going back to the same game. Like if he keeps playing like the same like 
Age of individual game yeah. or if he's like, genre. Well, I've tried this other game, but I, I, I just always want to go back and start The Witcher over again. You know, yeah. if it's like one of those things, mm. or if it's actually like he has trouble, you know, breaking out and actually just trying new things, yeah. like going out say, and dating new games. I didn't even realize this. It does say as I get older, and now that I think about it, like maybe it is because as I'm getting older, I, I understand more of like what I what I want. Yeah, it's not just like, wow, shiny new yeah, like, exactly. game. Like, wave racing, that's great. But that's like, we look for things. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially as a game review and mm-hmm. news site, it's like, we're look, we know what to look for. We're looking yeah. for specific yeah. things. And when it's, it's not there, we're disappointed. It's totally. weird. It's like, I've wanted to play Owlboy for like so long. But I don't know what's stopping me. It's a magical game. I know. It's a magical <laughs> Everybody game. Everybody says that. I am going to get you to play Watch Dogs 2 with me. Yes. Since there is a co op element to that. So I don't know how Again, works, wildly but. popular reviews for that. Yes, it got great reviews. And my coworker saying, like, wildly. it was good. Like, it was good when I started it is awesome like yeah. it is a really good game yeah and like all right all right man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that might get out of my head it's like your GTA fix yeah yes um, that might satisfy yes. that oh my god I think I Murder think the people. I think the takeaway here is like there's yes. nothing wrong with playing the games that make you happy and like the the stuff that you know you're gonna get a good experience out of uh I, I think trying something new you know it's always scary. In any aspect of life, trying something new can be scary, but change can be good. And you might find something you love if you step outside of your boundaries. I think that's a good... That's a good ending. Is that a good way to end it? All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on episode 64 of the TZR podcast. You're be all sure, wonderful people. <laughs> be sure we'll to subscribe on world. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and all of those fun places. Rate the podcast if you like it. Tell your friends. Share it with everybody. Uh, tell them, you know, have them come by, get our gaming news, hang out with Alex. He's cool. <laughs> um, eh. Our podcast <laughs> publishes every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And check out the clips on YouTube.com slash The Zero Review. We love you all. Do all the things he just said. And have a good night. The past five minutes. Good night, everyone. Good night.